Thank you for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to catch us every week on all the top streaming platforms. If you want more of The Issue across all exclusive episodes, then subscribe to The Issue Mic'd Up. All the links can be found on our website, and the link to that can be found in the description of the episode. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram, at the underscore issue podcast, and on our Twitter, just at the issue podcast. What's up? We are back. It is the third segment on draft day, and, you know, we couldn't pick a better day for to have an episode come out, and it just so perfectly fell on a Thursday. We've been releasing on Thursdays now for a couple weeks. Uh, you know, if you haven't turned on that little notification bell on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, go ahead and do that. Let you know when all of our new episodes come out. Also, just going into the draft, make sure you are following our social media. Uh, we're about to go through our mock draft. Our entire mock draft is posted on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, so go up. You can check all of our picks out there. You know, save it, send it to a friend. And also on Twitter, follow us at The Issue Podcast. We're going to be live reacting to all the picks. Pretty much. Oh, pretty much pretty all Pretty much every pick. Right, like, I'll tell you right now. When the Patriots take Devin Lloyd, I wouldn't expect a tweet. I'm just going to tell you right now because everybody and their mother knows it's going to happen. Yeah. It's not a surprise. Now, like when Kenny Pickett goes to the Saints, it's going to be freaking amazing. Yeah. And you better believe that I'm going to be giving our thoughts about that. Um, as, as we should be. Right, right. And, you know, when our entire first round mock draft goes 32 for 32. It's going to be You're going to hear feeling. about it. You're going to hear about it's it. Gonna, it's going to be a real good feeling. All um, right. All right. Well, I lied because there's no way we go 32 for 32 because this is what we would do. And uh, come on. Now we're smarter than most of the NFL GMs anyway. So without further ado, let's get into it. With the first pick in the 2022 issue mock draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan, edge rusher. Okay. Um, A lot of people have Trayvon Walker going here. I don't think that's the right pick. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a better professional player. Is the ceiling higher with Trayvon Walker? Yes. Is the floor much lower? Also, yes. And a team that doesn't have a lot of surefire talent... Right, you're paying $25 million to Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's never been a number one receiver in his entire career. You're betting on Trevor Lawrence. I am too, but that doesn't mean it's a surefire bet. Let's go get somebody who day one is going to vie for a Pro Bowl spot. Day one. Is he going to be a first-team All-Pro? Probably not. Is he going to be Chase Young? Probably not. Is he going to be a really solid NFL starter day one? Absolutely. I'm going with the surefire bet and probably one of the best NFL talents, NFL-ready talents in this draft, Aiden Hutchinson. I would agree. With the number two pick in the 2022 issue, I don't do that every time. Okay, the Lions select Sauce Gardner, corner out of Cincinnati. So I know what you're saying. Corner at number two is nuts. But they whiffed hard on the Jeff Okuda pick from two years ago. They have to rectify that and go through the team. They actually don't need a whole lot. Their offensive line's solid. You could argue into a quarterback, but I don't think you should overdraft a quarterback at two. You have a decent receiving core, and you can always add to that later in the draft. You could argue me into an edge rusher, 
But I think this draft is so deep with edge rushers that your pick at 32, you could probably get a pretty solid one. What you can't get at 32, though, is a 6-4 corner that is guaranteed to lock down Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. He might be the best player in the entire draft, but you just don't really pick a corner at one. But I think the Lions and Dan Campbell being a defensive guy have the stones to take a DB at two. I think they do. Um, Sauce Gardner's 6-4, two-something, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe two even. Right, He's real thin. Long arms, super athletic, looks like an NFL corner, never let up a touchdown in college. Fantastic instincts. Never let up a touchdown in college. How is that even possible? Sauce Gardner at two. At number three, let's go with the Texans um, taking Evan Neal. I think there's already been talks that they're going to um, trade Laramie Tunsil, which I wouldn't do. I think you need a tackle. And um, if you add Evan Neal to it, now you have bookends. And if Davis Mills ends up being the guy, boom, you have a line as well. If he's not, and you bring in another guy, boom, that young guy gets to stand behind a fortress. Evan Neal's 350, like 6'7". And uh, Laramie Tunsil's not a small guy either if you end up keeping him. So I think building a fortress for either A, if Davis Mills ends up working out, you got to give him a fair shot by protecting him. And if he doesn't, bringing in a young guy, having an offensive line for him to stand behind is huge. I'm going to go out and get Evan Neal. He's a beast. At number four, I think uh, the Jets, they probably do the same thing. I think they go get Iki Aquanu from NC State. He's an offensive uh, tackle as well. So they're already going to they're gonna bail on Makai Becton, who was their pick from two years ago. He's had been having some weight issues. He's just not been – it hasn't panned out. Um, so you need to protect Zach Wilson. If you want to give him any fighting chance, you got to keep him off the turf. Iki Aquanu is a beast. They'll take him there. I think you're going to see a little bit of a run on tackles here. I think the Giants, I think it's mostly based on necessity. The Giants need to tackle, too. They have the 30th-ranked offensive line in the league, and if you ask around, they only have one true starter, and it's Andrew Thomas. Everybody else is probably a backup on most teams, so you got to go get an offensive lineman. Charles Cross from Mississippi State is the best available at this point, outside of, I think, Linderbaum. I think Linderbaum will end up being better overall, but he's a center, and you get more value out of the tackle position, so you go get him higher in the draft. Charles Cross, Mississippi State at five. And the Panthers, the pick a lot of people are probably waiting for. Yes, we have them taking Malik Willis, Liberty quarterback. They've already said they're going to add to the draft room. They don't have another pick in the first round. So unless they plan on taking like Desmond Ritter in the second round, which I think is a bad decision, you go get the guy with a ton of upside, um, he's from that area. It's not everything, but it's important. He's from that area. Um, Matt Rule's an offensive guy, and look, if he doesn't start winning games or at least become super interesting, he's out of a job here in a couple months. You know, if you you could look up in ten months, and if they go four and thirteen again, and they're not even interesting, Matt Rule's on the streets, right? You got to at least be interesting, and I think if you get Malik Willis, you have a chance to be good. So let's go, Panthers take Malik Willis at six. All right, the Giants have another pick here at seven. I think they take Trayvon Walker and kind of end his slide. A lot of people had him going one. Um, just based on necessity, I think he just drops to, to seven. Um, that edge rusher from Georgia, right, very raw, has a lot of the intangibles. I'm sorry, has a lot of the measurables, needs to kind of work on some of the actually turning it into production, right, being able to turn the edge. 
um, get kind of using some pass rush moves and varying them to get to the quarterback. But he's got the physical traits there. And uh, I don't know, New York always needs a good pass rusher, right? Go back in the day, O.C. Uminura and Michael Strahan, uh, Justin Tuck, right? They've always had a good edge rusher um, when they've been good. So they go get Trayvon Walker. All right, at number eight, we'll kind of speed through, uh, you know, so not speed through, but, you know, pick up the pace a bit. Uh, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. It's pretty simple. You're not going to have Calvin Ridley next year, and so it's just going to be Kyle Pitts in an empty warehouse. you got to get somebody um, for, what, Mariota to throw to? Plus, you're going to go get a quarterback next year. Let's at least have some talent for the young quarterback to throw to next year when he eventually gets drafted. I don't know who yet. Obviously, we'll do a mock draft for next year as well. Uh, okay, next pick. At number nine, I think the Seahawks, this is the pick from the Broncos here. I think they take Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I, I don't, this is this is what we would do. I am going to weigh in the fact that I just know Seattle's going to do it, right? And so I'm a little bit biased. I just know they get obsessed with defensive players, and they just take them. Plus, like you did mention, the, their pass rush was horrific. It was Horrific. Bad. you got to get to the quarterback, especially when you're going to have Kyler Murray, you're going to have Matt Stafford, and if Trey Lance is good, you got to get to those quarterbacks. You can't let them sit back there and pick you apart. Um, so they go to, they go to pass rusher Kayvon Thibodeau, kind of end his slide. All right, we have our first and only trade here in the mock draft. At number 10, the Jets have a pick from the Seahawks. We here at the issue are going to predict the Jets are going to trade that pick to the San Francisco 49ers in a package for Debo Samuel. I think they will add more picks, later round picks, or next year, so we don't have to worry about them. Um, but for this specific draft, this pick would be affected. I think this this 10th overall pick would be in the package for Debo Samuel. So the 49ers are now on the clock at 10. They pick... <laughs> They're going to take Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. They need guys in the secondary. Ideally, you'd like to go get a lockdown corner, but I think if Sauce Gardner's gone, you could argue me into them reaching with Derek Stingley, but I think, again, it would be a reach. I think Kyle Hamilton is a better talent. He's still in your secondary. He can cover... He could probably even cover receivers, but he will lock down any tight end. You put him on, he's big, he's physical. Um, The closing speed is unbelievable. He's a playmaker. He will get four interceptions a year, which from a safety, you take that. That's Minka Fitzpatrick, Pro Bowl numbers. Um, I think you go get Kyle Hamilton. He might be one of the best overall talents in the draft. At number 11, we have Washington. I think they take Drake London. Like I said, whenever you get your quarterback next year, Washington probably will, you're going to need somebody for him to throw to. right? I like Terry McLaurin, but if you can get a a second receiver like a Drake London, um, you, you have a really solid receiving core. I think Terry separates pretty well. He's a good route runner. Drake London does not separate quite as well. He doesn't have the speed or the route running ability, but he's a big possession receiver in the red zone. That's huge for a young quarterback. And so next year, Washington presumably will have a young quarterback. Get him a big catch radius guy with Drake London. All right, the Vikings. We kind of stewed over this pick here at 12 for a while. I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. They just signed Kirk Cousins. Their running back is solid. Their offensive line's good. Um, their receiving core is solid. You could argue into secondary. I think they got to go get an edge rusher. They have to be able to get to the quarterback when you have Aaron Rodgers in division. So I think that's exactly what they do. They go get Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. He's an edge rusher, bit of a bigger guy, more of a more of a defensive end style rusher. 
Um, kind of reminds me of Miles Garrett. Not quite the prospect of Garrett, I will say, but kind of has that skill set, or at least could have the potential to have that skill set. So we'll go with him at 12 there. All right, the Texans have another pick here at 13. Now, I think they take Chris Olave, wide receiver from um, Ohio State. I think he's the, the um, second best wide receiver in this class, but I don't think Washington will take him because I think Washington will take. I think they love the size and uh, catch radius of Drake London. So I will predict the Texans here to take Chris Olave. Again, if if you if you're going to give Davis Mills a shot, or if you draft another guy next year, you need he needs somebody to throw to. So you're already going to protect him um, with Evan Neal, your first pick. Now you get him somebody to throw to with Chris Olave. You at least give him a fighting chance. You give him a fighting chance. All right, at 14, I think the Ravens continue to take wide receivers in the first round every year until one of them works. And uh, this year's uh, edition of that is going to be Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas. Step on up, join Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown. And I think the three of them kind of create a pretty solid receiving core. Um, I think the nice part about Burks, right, you could argue that um, there's better wide receivers left, like a Christian Watson, um, a Jamison Williams. But I think Traylon Burks fits the need of the Ravens. They already have a speedster, so they don't need uh, Jamison Williams. And uh, they kind of have more of a versatile receiver right now in Rashad Bateman. He's not slow, but he's not necessarily a possession guy. Traylon Burks, you know what you're getting. You're going to get a big physical receiver. And with Lamar, it's kind of what he enjoys, right? That's what he likes to throw to. Right? He loves his tight ends because they're big, they're physical. Um, and I think Traylon Burks kind of fits that role. So we'll go him to the Ravens at 14. All right, at number 15, the Eagles. I think they take Derek Stingley. Like we said, they got to rebuild that defense. You can't let Jalen Hurts, or I guess force Jalen Hurts to try to win shootouts. Um, and Derek Stingley is at bare minimum super, super talented. Um, he hasn't been able to put it forward for three consecutive years, right? He had a really good freshman season, injuries, underwhelming 2021. I do still think he's a really, really good corner. He's got all the traits of a, of a solid corner. He just kind of has to button it all up. I think he will. Eagles take him at 15. At 16, I don't think the Saints take the take a quarterback quite yet because I think they know they'll be able to get one later. I think they go take a wide receiver for that quarterback to throw to. They don't have anybody outside of Michael Thomas, and he has been very hit or miss whether he even plays. Um, So I think they take Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, go be able to stretch the field a little bit. Um, Whenever they've been good, the Saints, they've been able to stretch the field with Drew Brees, right? He was always throwing a little bit deep, right? Go get a speedster, stretch the field, kind of open things up underneath for Michael Thomas. I think they'll complement each other nicely. The Chargers at 17, I think they go take Jordan Davis. They were not able to stop the run at all last season. So you go get Jordan Davis from Georgia, the defensive lineman. He'll be able to plug up the middle. You don't really have to worry about the run game anymore. Throw him in there as a three-down guy. He'll stop the run. I think you're in business there. The Chargers have to stop the run so they can get the ball back to Justin Herbert so you're not watching a lot of football games. All right, the Eagles' second pick here at 18. I think they go get N'Kobe Dean to continue rebuilding this defense. They need to get playmakers on defense. They need to get speed. I saw a clip of N'Kobe Dean starting on the far hash and running clear across as a middle linebacker to the other side numbers, to the wide side numbers, to make a tackle on the backfield. Um, he is a rare talent, I think. I think you're going to look up in three years and you're going to be like, wow, 
why didn't anyone take N'Kobe Dean in the top 10? I think he's a beast. I think he's a beast. And I think he's going to fall to the Eagles here at 18, and I think they're going to get a steal. And finally, the Saints go out and get a quarterback. I think they take Kenny Pickett. Now, do they like Jameis enough to start him this year? Yes. But do I think they would like to groom Kenny Pickett a little bit? Right. I think he's pretty NFL-ready, Kenny Pickett is. But I don't think it would hurt for him to sit for a half year, right? Say he starts six games this year. Is that bad? No. no. I mean, look at what happened at Pitt to make that adjustment. It took him a couple of years. He stayed around a while. And right. I think it might be, I mean, the jump from college football to the NFL is no joke. It might be around kind of the same. Just sit, learn the system, get comfortable. Maybe, maybe start four to six games right. in spots, right? Don't throw uh, him into the fire too quick. Don't throw him into the fire. But I think they do take Kenny Pickett because they're going to need a quarterback for the future. Jameis is not that. So they'll take Kenny Pickett at 19. Duh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, they're going to take Tyler Linderbaum. And if they don't, I'm going to be incensed. I'm going to be upset. They need somebody to move bodies to let Najee Harris run the football. If you want Najee to last any more than two years, you need to block for the man. Because imagine how good he would be if he could get three yards upfield without getting without getting touched. And then he meets first contact. And then because he's huge and elusive, bounces off for another three. That's six yards a carry. Right now he's getting hit three yards deep in the backfield and just getting back to the line of scrimmage. All right, you go get a guy who can move bodies. Tyler Linderbaum might be the best pound-for-pound dude in this draft. Um, He's a former wrestler, so he understands leverage, so I'm not worried about him being quote-unquote undersized. I don't have a problem with it. The dude is a beast. He moves bodies. Probably the best interior lineman prospect since Quentin Nelson. I think you take him, you're happy with him, 20 of the Steelers to get Tyler Linderbaum. Again, I already said I think the Patriots take Devin Lloyd. This is such a Belichick pick. It's unbelievable. Um, and I also don't blame him. Devin Lloyd's like 6'5", 250, and moves like a, a wide receiver. I mean, he's a freak of nature. Um, he played really, really well in the Rose Bowl against uh, Ohio State. Devin Lloyd's the clear pick here. They'll take him at 21. All right, the Packers have this pick from the uh, from the Raiders. I think they have to go draft a wide receiver. The best available right now is Christian Watson. He's got a big catch radius. He's about 6'5". Um, 220 is a big guy, moves well. Like I said, big catch radius, has solid hands. I worry that he's from North Dakota State, but at the end of the day, if you can play, you can play. And I think he can. I think the Packers will take him at one, or with their first pick here at 22. They need a receiver desperately. They have nobody else in their room. I think the Cardinals have to go out and get somebody to plug the middle. You saw with J.J. Watt how good they could be against the run, and then you saw when he wasn't there, they weren't the same defense. That just wasn't the same defense. Hazard J.J. Watt tore, what he tears, pec, his bicep, tricep, something like that. Um, something upper body, got an injury, couldn't play. So they go get Devontae Wyatt um, from Georgia, the other defensive lineman. He'll plug up the middle, play a similar role in, as J.J. Watt. I don't think he'll get to the quarterback quite as much, but he'll stop the run. He'll be a smart presence in the middle of the defense. That's what the Cardinals need. All right, Cowboys here at 24. I think you have to go protect Dak. We said that that was the number one thing. Dak is not the same player without a, without solid protection. No, he's not. When Tyron Smith misses games, Dak is a different player. So you have to go get, do I think Penning's going to be the next Tyron Smith? No, and Tyron Smith's still there, but he just doesn't give you a full 17 games anymore. Um, but you lost Lyle Collins, your other tackle. You already lost a guard to free agency as well. Go out and replenish your offensive line a little bit. Go get Trevor Penning, the Northern Iowa tackle. 
Um, he's a tier down from the Iki Aquanu, Evan Neal, Charles Cross. Those are the top three. He's a tier down, but I don't think he's that far down. I think he's a B-minus player um, day one, which is pretty good for a day one guy. If he's a B-minus guy, developing him into a B-plus, you'll never have to worry about it for 12 years. All right, well, the Bills have uh, pretty much every offensive piece you could need. They have a solid tight end, Stephon Diggs, a good number two, a good number three. Um, I think the backs are okay. You could argue me into them taking a running back here, but they've tried that, and it hasn't really worked out. They're not run-oriented, so I don't think you waste a pick here. Um, I think if you want the success to last, you can't rely on Josh Allen to will his way to winning every single week for you. You kind of have to let your defense step up a little bit. And I think the best way to do it is get a cornerback opposite of Tredavious White, um, the star corner that they do have. So you go out and get Andrew Booth, the Clemson cornerback. He'll be able to come in and start day one. He was a three-year starter, I believe, at Clemson. Um, he's experienced. He'll be able to come in and pretty much make an impact day one. I think that's what the Bills do. All right, number 26, the Titans. I think they also follow suit and take a DB. I think they would have loved Booth, but they'll take Trent McDuffie from Washington instead. Solid guy, little undersized, but brings the speed. And in the NFL nowadays, you got to be able to run with these wide receivers. I think he can. So I think the Titans will take him at 26. They don't have a lot of needs. Their offensive line is pretty solid. You're obviously not going to draft a running back. With Tannehill's contract, it wouldn't make sense to bring in another uh, another quarterback. Um, you could argue edge rusher, but they got Bud Dupree, and they had a solid pass rush last year. Maybe linebacker, but I think you'd get more value out of a DB here. They go Trent McDuffie at 26. Out of 27, I think the Buccaneers take a guard. Uh, Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Look, they lost both of their guards um, this past offseason. Shaq Mason ends up going to, I want to say, uh, New England. I might be crazy. doesn't matter. They lost both of their guards. Um, so they're going to need to kind of replenish the offensive line. Tommy doesn't like to get hit. He's not a mobile quarterback, right? No. you got to keep him upright. Keep him off the turf. Um, Kenyon Green's a big body, and he'll be able to do that, so they'll take them at 27. I, I think the Packers have to go get another uh, wide receiver here. They already went to go get a big uh, possession-style guy, and they already have a slot guy, so I think you kind of need to find an in-between. I think George Pickens is kind of that guy. So if you have Christian Watson, the big possession guy, you have um, Amari Rodgers, who they drafted last year, will be your slot guy. Go get a nice in-between guy. He'll be able to run the intermediate routes really, really well. I think that's George Pickens from Georgia, wide receiver. Um, And he can block. One of the more underrated blocking wide receivers. And I think that is an underrated thing, especially for a team who has two really solid running backs and a good offensive line. They're going to be running the football. If you can get a guy who can block on the outside as well, that's a bonus. They'll take George Pickens to 28. I think the Chiefs at 29. Uh, I think they probably go get Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn State. I think he's the best available wide receiver at this point. I, I, I don't love that he's a little bit small, but that hasn't been a problem. I think mm-hmm. you have to replace Tyreek Hill a little bit and be able to stretch the field. They go, went out and got uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, so he'll be able to stretch the field as well as Jahan Dotson. Um, but Dotson is very, very shifty in the open field. Exactly a weapon that I think Andy Reid could utilize. So we'll go uh, with the Chiefs taking Jahan Dotson at 29. Now the Chiefs have another pick here at 30. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded one of these picks. But again, I'm not going to start playing the what-if game on trades here. We'll be here all day. I mean all day. 
Um, so let's go with the Chiefs using that pick at 30 to take David Ojabo from uh, Michigan, the edge rusher, kind of opposite of Aiden Hutchinson there. I think he's really solid. I, there were arguments during the season that he was better than Hutchinson. Now he kind of fell a little bit, his draft stock. I still think he's an exceptional player. And I think Kenny Clark hasn't really been what they thought he would be. And uh, their their DBs aren't all that solid. And I think you get more value out of Ojabo here. And he kind of makes your back end look better, right? If he can get to the quarterback and minimize the time that you have to cover wide receivers, um, he can make you look a little better. Plus, look around the division. You have Herbert, now Russell Wilson, and Derek Hart. You have to make these quarterbacks uncomfortable or they're going to pick you apart. So they go get an edge rusher um, with the guy from Michigan. All right, the Bengals. Um, they did a lot to replenish or, I guess, rebuild their offensive line this past offseason. I think you need to keep it going. Go get Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College. You draft him, you're done with the line for the next eight years. You don't have to worry about it. Maybe not eight. You don't have to worry about it for another four to five years. Um, you'll have most of the pieces signed through then. You'll have young guys that will be developing. You'll be just fine. I think he kind of fortifies that line. You don't have to worry about it. Bengals take Zion Johnson at 31. And finally, the Lions at 32 um, from the Rams. This is from uh, the pick from the Rams here. I think they go take George Karloftis, the edge rusher from Purdue. First of all, I think that – go look up a picture of George Karloftis. He just looks like a Dan Campbell guy, right? Like he's going to grit it out, real tough. Um, he's kind of from that footprint too. Purdue is, you know, kind of in the same general area that, like I said, not everything, but it matters. Um, I think he kind of fits the mold of what they want their football team to be, a little bit tough. Um, and George Karloftis is that. So he'll sneak in here at the end of the first round at 32 to the Lions. And that's it. That is the first issue mock draft. Um, Ever? Yeah, we didn't do one last year. Up. No, but definitely something that we will continue to do and do again. Um, it was good. It was good. I like the sounds. Bringing that in. It was good. That's one of my favorite sounds is the draft sound. It's got to be up there, like along with like some of the intros from like a CBS like, or, or like a Fox. The Fox, or, yeah. the Fox NFL Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's a great sound. Or like the March Madness sound. The That's March a good Madness one. March Madness is a good one. Um not many. I do like the NHL playoff one on NBC. That's always a good one. Yeah. I'm usually, I, with that sound, I have a lot of memories, like core memories of just sitting on my couch with no fingernails left to bite. Just. Mark Andre Fleury throwing his body in front of a puck. Stopping Max it. Talbot, for some reason, scoring the only two goals in that game. Beating the Detroit Red Wings and adding to our. What was it? Like our fourth Cup? Yeah, something I don't even know. That might have been our third. third. It was the third because now we have five. And yeah. That makes sense because we won back to back. But yeah, right, yeah, we digress. That is all we have for you guys today. Um, we will be back next week. But until then, go check out the social media: Instagram. We got our graphic up over there. Twitter, the same deal. And we have our live reactions from the draft uh, that we will be throwing up on Twitter. So, guys, we appreciate you listening. We know there's a lot of outlets where you can go get sports news and sports opinions we appreciate you stopping by here to listen to us and uh please please come back next week to get our thoughts on the draft and we'll see how right we we were absolutely we will have uh, a couple guests coming up too in the next couple of weeks and a ton of news for the show coming up i'd say i mean we're gonna start announcing stuff in the the next next two three weeks right at the absolute latest so guys thanks for sticking around that was the issue